Oit will differ but little from that of another circuit in which the gravity cell is replaced by a voltaic cell, or any other type of cell, with a high resistance in the outside circuit. The deflections of the emitter will be small, but such as they are, they will fairly accurately represent the electromotive forces which produce them. Voltmeters figure 236, or instruments for measuring voltage, are like emitters except that a wire of very high resistance is in circuit with the movable coil. In external appearance they are not distinguishable from emitters. The unit of electromotive force is called the volt. The voltage of a dry cell is approximately 1.5 volts, and the voltage of a voltaic cell and of a gravity cell is approximately 1 volt. 316. Current. Voltage. Resistance. We learned in section 287 that the strength of a current increases when the electromotive force increases, and diminishes when the electromotive force diminishes. Later. In section 288, we learn that the strength of the current decreases as the resistance in circuit increases. The strength of a steady current depends upon these two factors only, the electromotive force which causes it and the resistance which it has to overcome. 317. Resistance. Since resistance plays so important a role in electricity, it becomes necessary to have a unit of resistance. The practical unit of resistance is called an ohm. And some idea of the value of an ohm can be obtained if we remember that a 300-foot length of common iron telegraph wire has a resistance of 1 ohm. An approximate ohm for rough work in the laboratory may be made by winding 9 feet 5 inches of number 30 copper wire on a spool or arranging it in any other convenient form. In section 299 we learn that substances differ very greatly in the resistance which they offer to electricity. And so it will not surprise us to learn that while it takes 300 feet of iron telegraph wire to give one ohm of resistance, it takes but 39 feet of number 24 copper wire, and but 2.2 feet of number 24 German silver wire, to give the same resistance. Note, the number of a wire indicates its diameter, number 30. For example, being always of a definite fixed diameter, no matter what the material of the wire, if we wish to avoid loss of current by heating, We use a wire of low resistance, while if we wish to transform electricity into heat, as in the electric stove, we choose wire of high resistance, as German silver wire. Chapter XXXV How electricity is obtained on a large scale 318. The dynamo. We have learned that cells furnish current as a result of chemical action, and that the substance usually consumed within the cell is zinc, just as coal within the furnace furnishes heat, so zinc within the cell furnishes electricity. But zinc is a much more expensive fuel than coal or oil or gas, and to run a large motor by electricity produced in this way would be very much more expensive than to run the motor by water or steam, for weak and infrequent currents such as are used in the electric bell. Only small quantities of zinc are needed, and the expense is small, but for the production of such powerful currents as are needed to drive trolley cars, elevators, and huge machinery. Enormous quantities of zinc would be necessary and the cost would be prohibitive. It is safe to say that electricity would never have been used on a large scale if some less expensive and more convenient source than zinc had not been found. 319. A new source of electricity. It came to most of us as a surprise that an electric current has magnetic properties and transforms a coil into a veritable magnet. Perhaps it will not surprise us now to learn that a magnet in motion has electric properties and island in fact able to produce a current within a wire. This can be proved as follows. Attach a closely wound coil to a sensitive galvanometer figure 237. Naturally there is no deflection of the galvanometer needle. 
because there is no current in the wire. Now thrust a magnet into the coil. Immediately there is a deflection of the needle, which indicates that the current is flowing through the circuit. If the magnet is allowed to remain at rest within the coil, the needle returns to its zero position, showing that the current has ceased. Now let the magnet be withdrawn from the coil, the needle is deflected as before, but the deflection is in the opposite direction, showing that a current exists, but that it flows in the opposite direction. We learn, therefore, that a current may be induced in a coil by moving a magnet back and forth within the coil, but that a magnet at rest within the coil has no such influence. An electric current transforms a coil into a magnet. A magnet in motion induces electricity within a coil, that island causes a current to flow through the coil. A magnet possesses lines of force, and as the magnet moves toward the coil it carries lines of force with it, and the coil is cut, so to speak, by these lines of force. As the magnet recedes from the coil, it carries lines of force away with it, this time reducing the number of the lines which cut the coil. 320. A test of the preceding statement. We will test the statement that a magnet has electric properties by another experiment. Between the poles of a strong magnet suspend a movable coil which is connected with a sensitive galvanometer figure 237. Starting with the coil in the position of figure 228. When many lines of force pass through it. Let the coil be rotated quickly until it reaches the position indicated in figure 238. When no lines of force pass through it. During the motion of the coil, a strong deflection of the galvanometer is observed, but the deflection ceases as soon as the coil ceases to rotate. If, now, starting with the position of figure 238, the coil is rotated forward to its starting point, a deflection occurs in the opposite direction, showing that a current is present, but that it flows in the opposite direction. So long as the coil is in motion, it is cut by a varying number of lines of force and current is induced in the coil. The above arrangement is a dynamo in miniature. By rotation of a coil armature within a magnetic field, that island between the poles of a magnet, current is obtained. In the motor, current produces motion. In the dynamo, motion produces current. 321. The dynamo, as has been said, the arrangement of the preceding section is a dynamo in miniature. Every dynamo, no matter how complex its structure and appearance, consists of a coil of wire which can rotate continuously between the poles of a strong magnet. The mechanical devices to ensure easy rotation are similar in all respects to those previously described for the motor. The current obtained from such a dynamo alternates in direction, flowing first in one direction and then in the opposite direction. Such alternating currents are unsatisfactory for many purposes, and to be of service are in many cases transformed into direct currents that island current which flows steadily in one direction. This is accomplished by the use of a commutator. In the construction of the motor, continuous motion in one direction is obtained by the use of a commutator section 310. In the construction of a dynamo, continuous current in one direction is obtained by the use of a similar device. 322. Powerful dynamos. The power and efficiency of a dynamo are increased by employing the devices previously mentioned in connection with the motor. Electromagnets are used in place of simple magnets, and the armature, instead of being a simple coil, may be made up of many coils wound on soft iron. The speed with which the armature is rotated influences the strength of the induced current, and hence the armature is run at high speed. A small dynamo, such as is used for lighting 50 incandescent lamps, has a horsepower of about 33.5, and large dynamos are frequently as powerful as 7500 horsepower.
323, the telephone, when a magnet is at rest within a closed coil of wire, as in section 319, current does not flow through the wire, but if a piece of iron is brought near the magnet, current is induced and flows through the wire, if the iron is withdrawn, current is again induced in the wire but flows in the opposite direction, as iron approaches and recedes from the magnet, current is induced in the wire surrounding the magnet, this is in brief the principle of the telephone, when one talks into a receiver, the voice throws into vibration a sensitive iron plate standing before an electromagnet, the back and forth motion of the iron plate induces current in the electromagnet, the current thus induced makes itself evident at the opposite end of the line, whereby its magnetic attraction, it throws a second iron plate into vibrations, the vibrations of the second plate are similar to those produced in the first plate by the voice. The vibrations of the far plate thus reproduce the sounds uttered at the opposite end. 324. Cost of electric power. The water power of a stream depends upon the quantity of water and the force with which it flows. The electric power of a current depends upon the quantity of electricity and the force under which it flows. The unit of electric power is called the watt. It is the power furnished by a current of 1 ampere with a voltage of 1 volt. 1 watt represents a very small amount of electric power and for practical purposes a unit 1000 times as large is used, namely, the kilowatt. By experiment it has been found that 1 kilowatt is equivalent to about 113 horsepower. Electric current is charged for by the watt hour. A current of 1 ampere, having a voltage of 1 volt, will furnish in the course of 1 hour 1 watt hour of energy. Energy for electric lighting is sold at the rate of about 10 cents per kilowatt hour. For other purposes it is less expensive. The meters commonly used measure the amperes, volts, and time automatically, and register the electric power supplied in watt-hours.